Welcome, my friends, to the Richard Roper Podcast. I am Richard Roper. Thanks to everyone, as always, who's been listening and subscribing and downloading and sharing, and we're getting lots of great feedback as well. We really, really appreciate that. On today's episode of the Richard Roper Show, we're going to be talking about all things Golden Globes. The Globes are back. They're back. I don't know if we asked them to come back, but they came back. I guess some of us asked them to come back and others said, how can we ever miss you if you keep coming back? Which is the country song, I think, from way back when. But in any case, the Golden Globes returned. Uh, lots of strange goings on leading up to that. We're going to talk about Gerard Carmichael uh, is hosting. We're talking about some of the great acceptance speeches, the highs, the lows, the ups and downs, all of that. But first, here's a reminder. The Richard Roper Show is brought to you by AmericanEagle.com Studios. The digital landscape is changing rapidly, and to compete in today's online business environment, you need an experienced partner. Since 1995, AmericanEagle.com has partnered with companies of all sizes, offering web design, web development, e-commerce, mobile apps, and digital marketing to drive your overall business's success because they believe that today's online world is your online opportunity. So thanks to everybody, as always, at AmericanEagle.com. Dot com and the beautiful American Eagle.com studios. I try not to make a mess too much here. You know, I love these people that they, whether it's radio or the, the meeting, if you're still doing uh, some in-person get-togethers and everybody brings their coffee cups and everything, and they just leave them behind. Don't leave your shit behind. Take it with you when you're done. Okay, the Golden Globes. Uh, now, here's the story, guys. The 80th annual Golden Globes. Last year, they had the Golden Globes ceremony, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, but it wasn't even live streamed, let alone on television. And they just announced the winners on Twitter in kind of a random order because they were in the middle of a, a big upheaval. As you will recall, two years ago, the LA Times broke the story. And there had been some controversies and whispers, loud whispers for years about the legitimacy or lack thereof concerning the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, but it was revealed they had zero black members, that there were a lot of ethical and financial considerations, et cetera, et cetera. And NBC pulled the plug on the Globes and a lot of stars, including Tom Cruise and Scarlett Johansson and Mark Ruffalo came out saying, you know, we got to go, we got to get away from these Globes until they get their shit together, if they ever get it together. So they fired certain people. They turned the operation of the whole thing over to a, an outside company. They're now a for-profit endeavor, not a nonprofit, much more transparent. They added 100 voting participants. They're not members, but voting participants. They did add some black members to the HFPA, talked about making all kinds of strides. And NBC said, all right, you know what? It's sort of like one of these rom-coms where like, eh, against my better judgment, I'm going to let you back. So NBC uh, made a one-year agreement with the Golden Globes to return. Uh, they were on a Tuesday night, which is unusual. Uh, the reasoning for that is NBC has NFL football on Sunday nights. And the one thing that is really ratings proof is NFL football in this day and age. Live sporting events in, in general, because that's the one thing you, you can't binge watch or you can't store up episodes of the AFC Championship or Game 4 of the World Series because you're going to find out what happens. So you got to watch it in real time. And in this particular case, it was the Lions and the Packers, basically a play-in game. Whoever wins is going to get in the playoffs. Well, the Lions were eliminated, but the Packers win, they got in. Uh, the Packers lost, Seattle got in. So it was like a playoff game, big ratings for that. And then Monday night was uh, the NCAA football, men's football championship on ESPN. They didn't want to compete with that. So they said, let's just do it on a Tuesday night. As the uh, torrential rains were hitting uh, the Los Angeles area, pretty scary stuff there. Uh, not so much right there where the Beverly Hilton is, but they did have the tent out there. I want to start off by saying kudos to uh, 
reporters from Variety and I know Deadline and I think the LA Times as well, because they did ask questions on the it's a gray carpet, not a red carpet, but on the red carpet, if you will, uh, to various actors and filmmakers about them returning to the Globes. And there were a lot of thoughtful answers provided by the likes of Sarah Polly, who's a who's a great filmmaker and a champion uh, for so many different great causes. And, and, and the gist of it was a lot of actors and directors and filmmakers were saying, we believe they've made enough strides. We want to celebrate our industry. Let's let's get back together and do that. So the Golden Globes are back. Uh, and I think, you know, NBC did this one year deal, but I, I think they'll be back for years to come. And, you know, it's interesting because people always talk about, oh, the Golden Globes, they're so loose and crazy because they're they're all drinking and they keep the bar open during the ceremony. And, you know, you see they're all sitting at round tables like they're at a wedding reception or a retirement banquet. Very different from like the Dolby Theater where, you know, for the Oscars or most other award ceremonies. But, you know, they it, they don't really get out of hand. You know, you'll get one or two, you know, kind of crazy moments, but you get that at every award show. Uh, Gerard Carmichael was the host of the Golden Globes. Uh, I think he's a, a brilliant comic and actor. Uh, his monologue was almost more like a, a front porch conversation uh, with the live audience and the television audience. And he certainly addressed the white elephant in the room, if you will. Let's take a listen to the opening of Gerard Carmichael at the Golden Globes. Welcome to the 80th annual Golden Globe Awards. Mm -hmm. I am your host, Gerard Carmichael. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. And I'll tell you why I'm here. I'm here because I'm black. I'll catch everyone in the room up. <laughs> if you settle down a little bit, I'll tell you what's been going on. This show, the Golden Globe Awards, did not air last year because the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, which I, I won't say they were a racist organization, but <laughs> They didn't have a single black member until George Floyd died. So do with that information what you will. I mean, that's 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 pretty great stuff. It's played as much for us kind of, you know, nodding in recognition and hearing where he's coming from as uh, pure humor. Uh, as always is the case with these award ceremonies, the hosts come out and they get about eight minutes to do a monologue. Back in the day, Billy Crystal would do huge production numbers or, you know, that had been done in advance, musical numbers, pre-film stuff. Jimmy Kimmel's done a lot of bits. But after the opening eight or ten minutes, uh, the host is essentially a traffic cop for the next three hours, trying to keep things going, coming out of the commercial breaks. And by the way, I love that they had this classical pianist coming out of the commercial breaks, playing classic songs from television and, and the movies. So it'd be Hill Street Blues or Sex in the City. At one point, she played the theme from The Exorcist, which I thought was kind of great. I don't know if everybody in the audience even knew what that was, but I thought that was pretty great. But uh, Gerard Carmichael did find some other opportunities to slip in some jokes that are causing some controversies. As you'll recall, or you might not, but I'll fill you in, uh, Tom Cruise, after all these controversies with the Golden Globes, Tom Cruise has won three Golden Globes. He's been nominated for the Oscar, but he's never won. He's been nominated a couple of times, a few different times, but he's never won. But he said he was going to return his three Golden Globes. Now, I don't know if he ever you know, actually put him in a FedEx 
box with bubble wrap and sent them to the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. But Gerard Carmichael came out after a commercial break, cradling three Golden Globes. And here's what he had to say. Backstage, I found these uh, three Golden Globe Awards that Tom Cruise returned. Uh, look, I'm just the host briefly or whatever, but I have a pitch. I think maybe we take these three things and exchange them for the safe return of Shelly Miskovich. Now, that's an inside joke there. Shelly Miskovich, uh, and the reason that got kind of a gasp more than a laugh in, in the room is uh, Shelly Miskovich is the wife of the uh, head of Scientology, David Miskovich. Um, and she has not been seen in public for about 15 years. Doesn't mean ill play or harm has come to her, but she has not been seen in public since about 2007. So that was his diss. Uh, something tells me that Gerard Carmichael is not going to be in any Tom Cruise movies anytime soon. He also got in a joke. This one I did. I thought was was not funny actually, uh, where he mentioned that we were uh, the Globes were coming from the Beverly Hills Hotel, the hotel that killed Whitney Houston. He said now that's where she was found dead in a bathtub in a hotel room, in a room at the Beverly Hills Hotel, but the hotel didn't do anything to her. And it's just, I thought that was gratuitous and kind of schlocky uh, beneath him. And he also had a pretty funny joke uh, where he did a shout out to Steven Spielberg and said that he saw the fable bins with Kanye and it changed everything for him. That's how good you are. You change Kanye West's mind. And Spielberg played along and kind of did a little prayer to this guy, like, okay, you know, from your lips to God's ears. Overall, I thought he did a great job. I don't I don't think he Gerard Carmichael was planning to become the host of the Golden Globes forever or was looking to become the host of the Golden Globes forever. So, he, you know, he got in a great, pretty terrific performance. And, you know, you'll see all these stories now. Oh, you know, people are offended by this or that. And I will say this as an aside about entertainment journalism. And there's a lot of actually very good reporters out there at places like Variety and The Hollywood Reporter and Deadline and and the Los Angeles Times, but uh, it's too easy for a lot of these entities and outlets these days to say there was a controversy. And then they just quote three random people on Twitter who are outraged. You can find three people on Twitter who are outraged if you say the sun came up this morning. No, it didn't. Not where I'm at. It's night. So you can find 33 people. It doesn't mean there's a real controversy. So I'm not, a, I, I get it. It's a quick, easy way to get man of the people or woman of the people or person of the people uh, reactions to various things, but it's kind of an easy way out. Uh, another highlight of the Golden Globes, Eddie Murphy uh, accepting the Cecil B. DeMille Award. And, you know, and there's something about Eddie. He never looks happy. Even when his buddy Tracy Morgan was up there, you know, paying tribute to him, he barely cracked a smile until Tracy did say, hey, you have 10 kids and your pullout game is not good at all. But it was interesting. At the end of his speech, Eddie Murphy had these kind of three uh, keys to success, and it ended in kind of a surprising way. Let's take a listen. I want to let you know that there is a, a definitive blueprint that you can follow to achieve success, prosperity, longevity, and peace of mind. It's a blueprint, and I followed it my whole career. It's very simple. There's three things you do. just do these three things. Pay your taxes. <laughs> mind your business and keep Will Smith's wife's name mouth. Oh, Will Smith getting the, and <laughs> Jada getting the, getting the shot, taking it at them there. A little bit surprising, but uh, Eddie's great. You know, it's been 40 years now uh, where he's been in the spotlight. 
gone from like cutting edge star to you know stand up genius and icon to doing family films and now doing working when he wants to uh but his his mark on the popular culture is undeniable uh i want to talk about a couple other uh great moments I love Jennifer Coolidge. Everybody loves Jennifer Coolidge, and she won uh, for her performance in White Lotus. But what I loved is before before that moment, she was up there as a presenter, and she talked about how she was worried about mispronouncing various names. And then, and then I think my biggest nightmare is really it's just the pronunciation of people's names. I said, I can't do it. You know, once I say someone's name the wrong way, I'm screwed. I am screwed. I, I can't do it. Like you hear it that one way and you can't undo it. And I was at a dinner party one night with, um, I'm not kidding. I sat next to Bill, Bill Nye, Nye, Bill Nye. And every time someone came to the table, I was like, this is Bill Nye, and I, Nye. You know, and, and then, but get the, this, I'm serious. Across from me was Kaylee Coco. And it was just, you know, it's just a disaster, you know, so I, I said no, but you know what? I, 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 I'm, I'm feeling very good right now because I haven't screwed up yet. I mean, come on, how great is that? I tell you what, we're going to take a quick break here. Rokan is going to tell you about Portillo's. When we come back, we're going to go through uh, the actual winners and the categories and what this uh, foretells for the Oscars right after this. But first, let me tell you about Portillo's. It's one of my favorite places to eat on the planet Earth. And that is absolutely true. I'm not making that up. I I, I probably order from or eat drive through a Portillo's drive through and eat from Portillo's I probably once a week. Probably, I would say. And you know why? Because they got the best hot dogs. They got the best Italian beef. They got the best Italian sausage. And <laughs> they got great salads. They got great French fries. They got great everything that you want if it's comfort food or uh, what are they called? Fast casual now. Whatever that is, hmm. you you have got to stop by a Portillo's if you haven't done it yet. And if you live outside of the area in which there are Portillo's, you can order the stuff online. And I always tell you, order the chocolate cake because it's the best chocolate cake you're ever going to have in your life. You can think, well, now how is a fast casual restaurant in Chicago going to make the best chocolate cake I ever had in my life? Trust me, it is. There are people all over the planet Earth that actually order that cake for their weddings and they build wedding cakes out of the individual chocolate cakes. I'm not making that up. <laughs> Try it. Portillo's.com. P-O-R-T-I-L-L-O-S. That's how you spell it. Portillo's.com. January 22nd, 1994, I stood on this stage and accepted the Golden Globe for What's Love Got to Do With It. The late Toni Morrison said that your life is already a miracle of chance, just waiting for you to, to order its destiny. But in order for that destiny to manifest, I think that it requires courage, to have faith, it requires patience, as we just heard, and it requires a true sense of yourself. It's not easy because the path is circuitous and it has many unexpected detours. But by the grace of God, I stand here. I stand here grateful, 
grateful, grateful to the Hollywood Foreign Press for giving me this honor along with Wakanda Forever. Grateful to my amazing team who every day, each and every one of them work, work along with me and beside me and on my behalf each and every day. Grateful to my family, Courtney, B. Vance, Bronwyn, and Slater. I love you from the depths of my heart. And my mother always said that good things come to those who pray. And I see the truth of that every day as we welcome each new day as a family. And that is Angela Bassett, who won for Best Supporting Actress so many years after she had won her first Golden Globe. She's great. It was wonderful to see her win. And I love that her husband, Courtney B. Vance, was in the crowd, in the audience, with his iPhone recording her speech as if they're never going to get a clip of her giving her speech as if it were not television. But I love that when people are just, you know, he's just a proud husband and a great actor in his own right. So that was wonderful. You know, again, we talk about the Golden Globes and there have been some controversies over the years about uh, certain winners, but they're usually pretty traditional in their picks. I mean, the nominees in, in the difference between the Oscars and the Golden Globes, of course, is the Globes does television and movies, and they sometimes splinter categories into drama and uh, musical or comedy. It was interesting to learn uh, yesterday when Austin Butler won, he won for Best Actor in a Drama that Baz Luhrmann's Elvis was not considered a musical, which is kind of interesting because there's a little bit of music in there, folks. Another big kind of uh, sweeping, wonderful uh, current of momentum right now is for Michelle Yeoh, who won for Best Actress. She's been getting uh, a lot of play. This is, of course, for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, one of the surprise breakout hits of 2022 and uh, I love Michelle Yeoh talking about when she first came to this country. Woo! <laughs> okay, I'm just going to stand here and take this all in. <laughs> 40 years not letting go of this. So just quickly, thank you Hollywood Foreign Press for giving me this honor. It's been an amazing journey, an incredible fight to be here today. Uh, but I think it's been worth it. I remember when I first came to Hollywood, it was a dream come true until I got here because <laughs> look at this face. I came here and said, and was told you're a minority, and I'm like, no, that's not possible. <laughs> and then someone said to me, you speak English. I mean, forget about them not knowing Korea, Japan, Malaysia, Asia, India. And then I said, yeah, the flight here was about 13 hours long, so I learned. <laughs> Great stuff there. Steven Spielberg. Now, check this out. Steven Spielberg has been nominated for a total of 20 Golden Globes. 20. He's won three. What a loser. Only three out of 20. God, come on, Stevie. Step it up. Which, again, just proves that a lot of these award shows, when they talk about how the, the nomination itself is, is the honor, it's kind of true because Steven Spielberg has lost, if you will, 17 times at the Golden Globes. But that's, you know, doesn't doesn't say a fucking thing about the quality of the work of course but i think him winning for best director uh for the fablemans really meant a lot you know for folks who haven't seen it you should see this this wonderful film because it's this semi 
autobiographical look back at his own childhood and how uh, his doppelganger, who's Sammy Fableman in the movie, uh, how he learned to love the movies and cope with a lot of family difficulties and his own personal difficulties growing up uh, through the lens of a camera. So it's about a young kid growing up in mid-20th century America, first in New Jersey, then in Arizona, eventually in California, just like Steven Spielberg, and uh, eventually becoming uh, a filmmaker of, of, of great renown. I mean, you look at Steven Spielberg's career, and like every decade, there are like five movies that were among the best of that decade, starting off with Jaws and going all the way through E.T. and Saving Private Ryan, and it continues on. So uh, here's Steven Spielberg, who won for Best Director for The Fablemans, talking about how it was finally time to tell this story. I always say that if I prepare something, uh, you know, it's going to jinx it, so I never prepare anything, and I'm, I, I'm really, really happy about this. Uh, but I'm, there's, I think there's five people happier than I am there's my sister Anne, my sister Sue, my sister Nancy. There's my dad Arnold and my mom Leah. She is up there cavelling about this right now. <laughs> you know, I, 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 uh, I've been hiding from this story since I was 17 years old. Um, I put a lot of things in my way of this story. Um, I, I told this story in parts and parcels all through my career. E.T. has a lot to do with the story. The Close Encounters has a lot to do with the story. But I never had the courage to hit the story head on until Tony Kushner, when we were working on Munich, which is a long time ago, sat me down and said, start telling me about all these stories I've heard about your life. And we started a conversation. And the conversation lasted all through Munich, all through Lincoln, all through West Side Story. And my wife, Kate, was always saying, you have to tell this story. Really, really great stuff from Stephen there. So this is from The Hollywood Reporter. The Fablemans and the Banshees of Inna Sharon were the top winners at the Golden Globes. Uh, Steven Spielberg's film won Best Picture Drama. And, of course, he went for uh, Best Director. While the Martin McDonough film, uh, Banshees of Inna Sharon, uh, Martin McDonough film uh, was named Best Picture Musical or Comedy, and it is a dark comedy. Uh, Austin Butler picked up uh, an award for Best Actor in a Drama for Elvis, as we mentioned. Uh, Kate Blanchett won for Best Actress in a Drama for Tar. She's got four Golden Globes. Uh, she was working, I believe, but she has joined Ingrid Bergman, Jane Fonda, and Meryl Streep as one of the four most awarded drama actresses, Colin Farrell. And it's great to see Colin Farrell's had some ups and downs in his career. I've always been a fan of his work. You know, he, he came up as a, you know, kind of the, the, the next, you know, the next McConaughey or, you know, leading man type of guy. And, and has done those types of roles, but is also just a terrific actor. So that was great to see him win. These are a lot of the front runners you're going to see uh, for the Oscars. Michelle Yeoh, as we mentioned for everything, everywhere, all at once. Before we uh, kind of wrap things up, I want to take a look at some of the other categories. So Best Motion Picture Drama, The Fablemans, Kate Blanchard, who's going to win for Best Actress, by the way, uh, the Oscar she wins for Tar. We mentioned Austin Butler, The Banshees of Inna Sharon. If we look at some of the other categories, there are also, you know, some TV categories here. Uh, let's go down to some of the TV stuff here. Best Television Series Drama went to House of the Dragon. That was kind of a surprise. And I did, I did dig House of the Dragon the pressure to do a prequel to Game of Thrones was enormous, and people got into it. it. 
while the first one was really complicated too. It takes a while to figure out who the hell is who, and sometimes I'm still not sure, but I never was in Game of Thrones either. Uh, I will say that I wish Better Call Saul had been given the send-off it deserves its last season, or Ozark. Bigger fan of those two. I, I, the Crown, you know, it's been awarded a million times. Boy, they should be doing a current season of The Crown right now, just like in production with Prince Harry and Meghan and everybody. Uh, and Severance, which is a show that I admired more than loved. Those were the nominees. So House of the Dragon was the winner. Uh, Zendaya won for Euphoria, again, for her performance as Best Actress in a Television Series. Kevin Costner won for Yellowstone. Uh, Abbott Elementary winning in in Best uh, Comedy Series is kind of rare for an old-fashioned, if you will. I mean, it's a little meta, but it's an old-fashioned network television show, and it garnered uh, uh, several awards. I think that's the first time in nearly a decade that a network show won for Best Comedy. So good for them. That's cool. Uh, I love that Jeremy Allen White won for his work in The Bear, and that was against some incredible competition. Donald Glover for Atlanta, Bill Hader for Barry, and Steve Martin and Martin Chart, both for Only Murders in the Building. But Jeremy Allen White and The Bear. The Bear is one of those breakout shows, buzz shows. It's brilliantly done. And uh, Jeremy's a terrific actor. He was on Shameless for years, and you could see the potential and some really, really strong performances he was a kid when he started i mean he's only in his early 30s now i want to say so he was probably in his late teens and i think not only is the bear going to be a buzz hit show for probably five or six seasons but jeremy's already getting work in a lot of other movies because of his performance there uh the white lotus won for best limited television series uh i, I can't argue with that i i did love blackbird uh, I wasn't a huge fan of the Pam and Tommy show, which got more nominations than I thought it deserved. But anyway, the White Lotus was the winner. Amanda Seyfried won for her work in the dropout. These, again, these are all very solid choices for the supposedly uh, controversial Globes. I, I will say that the best performers by an actor in a limited series, anthology series, or motion picture made for television, uh, the nominees were Taron Edgerton for Blackbird, Colin Firth for The Staircase, Andrew Garfield for Under the Banner of Heaven, Evan Peters for Dahmer, Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story, and Sebastian Stan for Pam and Tommy. All these based on uh, true stories and and four of the five about murders. I was not a huge fan of the Dahmer show. I thought Evan Peters was good, but I would have gone with any of the other three that were in the true crime fictionalizations, Taron Edgerton, Colin Firth, or Andrew Garfield. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge, as we mentioned, of course, she won for The White Lotus. You know, if you were up against her, this time around, you were not going to win. You, you know, sometimes you just know. So even though Claire Danes, Daisy Edgar Jones, Nisi Nash, Aubrey Plaza, who I loved in The White Lotus, uh, Jennifer Coolidge was going to win. Paul Walter Hauser won for his work in Blackbird, which is terrific. And Julia Garner did get uh, a victory, a win for uh, her finale in Ozark. Uh, lots of really good stuff there. Solid choices. The Golden Globes, they went over three hours. There was a lot of back and forth with people saying, don't play me off. It's the same shit you get in every single award show. But uh, like it or not, you know, there's some talk today like, OK, the Globes have a long way to go. Listen, they're back. They're going to be on TV next year. Hollywood loves to celebrate Hollywood or in this case, internationally, movies and TV love to celebrate movies and TV. And I'm fine with that. Lots of good stuff. That's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Richard Roper Show. As always. Thanks to everybody uh, for listening. Thanks to my producer, Brian Winger. Thanks to Renee Nelson, to Tim Alanius, to the Spanacinis, to everybody involved at AmericanEagle.com Studios. Thanks to you guys most of all. We'll talk soon. <laughs>